Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Tim Wenger in for Randy Bush over this week and sitting with our good friend Arthur Pressman, a fine attorney that I've heard so many times on WBEN, uh, you know, talking about lots of different issues, mainly uh, associated with DWIs, with traffic violations, and you also do uh, criminal law. So thanks for coming in. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Tim. Thank you for having me. Yes, my practice is focused on criminal defense that encompasses both traditional criminal uh, charges as well as DWI and traffic violations. And I know a lot of focus is in your in your advertising and in your exposure, I think, on, on WBEN has been about DWIs, has been about traffic violations. Um, it's somewhat interesting to me, you're doing a lot of criminal work, too. That's correct. I do a lot of criminal work as well. It, you know, what's the balance like? I mean, how do you, uh, you know, they seem intertwined, they seem related, but, uh, you know, how do you balance those two different types of law? Well, they're all related because they're all, uh, I'm always dealing with individuals who are accused of crimes, whether it's a traffic crime or a uh, penal law crime. So, you know, our goal is to provide the best possible defense for them and to provide the, the highest level of service uh, to all of our clients. So whether you're charged with a, a serious criminal uh, penal law charge or a DWI, you know, we provide a, uh, a very uh, professional defense uh, on all your charges. All right. Well, let's, let's kind of uh, get into the whole DWI aspect because nobody wants a DWI. Nobody should get a DWI. And a lot of people end up with a DWI. What should people know? Uh, what should people do, I guess? Well, the first thing is obviously is, uh, you know, we don't condone someone drinking and driving. Obviously, the smartest thing to do when you get behind the wheel of a vehicle is not to drink and then get in a car and drive. Uh, people, you know, use bad judgment at times and people make mistakes and uh, that's what we're here for. Uh, so someone who gets uh, charged with a DWI, I think the first thing is that we always tell people is, uh, you know, you need to be polite and cooperative with the police. Uh, being cooperative doesn't mean that you have to uh, do all the different tests that they ask of you, but you have to be polite and uh, that goes a long way to making the process, at least initially, uh, not as uh, uh, nerve-wracking and, uh, and fearful. Um, when someone gets pulled over for a DWI, uh, a lot of things that they don't, they don't realize is that the officer is observing all their behaviors, their physical behavior and their, uh, and their mental behavior, how they uh, answer questions and how they perform on certain physical tests. Um, when you get initially stopped, they're going to routinely ask you to perform what we call field sobriety tests, or FSTs. And those are the traditional tests that a lot of you have probably heard or seen on TV, where you're asked to walk a straight line or lift your leg up or say the alphabet. Uh, what people don't realize is, is that you are not obligated to take those tests. I was just going to say, you don't have to do that? You don't have to do that. There is no penalty for not taking a field sobriety test. Now, we're all familiar with taking a breath test, and there is a penalty if you don't take a breath test. And DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, does impose a penalty separate from a court proceeding if you don't take a breath test. When you get your license at age 16 or whenever you get it, there's an implied consent, we call it, that you will always submit to a, a chemical test, whether it's a blood test or a urine test or a breath test. 
And if you don't submit to it, and that is a right you do have, uh, then DMV, separate from the court, can impose what we call a civil sanction. That involves up to a one-year revocation of your driving privileges and a civil penalty, a fine. So the court can punish you for one thing, but uh, uh, DMV will punish you for not taking the breath test. So the FSTs or the field sobriety tests, you're under no obligation to take those. And, uh, you know, from a defense lawyer standpoint, if you uh, are inebriated or intoxicated, uh, I would recommend that you not take the uh, field sobriety test. There also is a roadside. You mean the breathalyzer, correct? No, no, the field sobriety test. Okay, so test. don't take, all right. Right. If you're, if, you, if you're intoxicated, you know, you don't want to have uh, evidence of your inability to do uh, physical tests or understand them. So, you know, I would recommend that you do not take those. Uh, there's also a uh, roadside test that is given by the police. It's called an Alka sensor. And an Alka sensor really is a little portable breath test device. Uh, it's uh, not as accurate as the ones that are given back at the police station, and they're not admissible in court, the, the reading on them, but they do give a, a digital reading to the police officer and lets them know whether or not they're on the right track. Uh, n- not taking the portable breath test on the side of the road is a traffic infraction, and there is a traffic ticket you can get for that, but you don't get your license suspended or revoked for not taking this now, one on the side of the road. do you recommend if someone knows that they're inebriated, and again, they shouldn't be, and they shouldn't be behind the yeah. wheel, we'll, we keep saying that, and you've said it, but if, if, uh, if the person you know, knows that they're inebriated, is your advice to them to not take that portable uh, breathalyzer, if you will? Yes. For lack of a better? Yes. Uh, and and the, But the biggest problem is, and I, I find this often when I get calls in the middle of the night, when people are drinking and they're drinking too much, they're not really self-aware of how much they've had to drink or how drunk they are. Uh, and um, I often get a call in the middle of the night, someone asking whether they should take a breath test or not. And, uh, you know, what I try and get from them is, you know, have you had more than five drinks, less than five drinks? And usually everyone's always had two drinks. I've had a couple. <laughs> And uh, when they take the breath test later on, it, you know, they're, 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 they're blowing a very high number. So those two drinks are really 10 drinks. So it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, for me as a, as a defense lawyer and for all of us as defense lawyers, to sometimes give uh, adequate advice because people just aren't aware of how drunk they are or how much they've had to drink. So, but generally, uh, the field sobriety test and the Alka sensor, I would say don't take it. The breath test is really a separate issue. It's really not black and white anymore whether you should take it or not. So There's so many variables involved. Again, a lot of it boils down to uh, trying to get that information from the client that's calling you at, the, at 2 in the morning, whether they're really intoxicated or not, um, what jurisdiction you're in, uh, which means like what court is your case going to go back to. Um, do you have any prior arrests for DWI or convictions for DWI? So a lot of that plays into whether or not someone should take the breath test uh, uh, at the station. Um, you know, if you, obviously if it's a, a very if they've really intoxicated and you, 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 you're afraid they're going to have a really high reading, I usually would say don't take the test. But when you get back to the station, you need you you have to. No, you can refuse you that can as refuse well. That that's one. what we talked about earlier. All right, and that's, refusing it is where DMV comes in. And that's imposes, where the DMV All right. imposes additional penalties. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's go to the flip side of the coin. I've had absolutely nothing to drink. I may have swerved for whatever reason. I get pulled over. The officer is suspecting or accusing me of uh, drinking and driving. Um, should I just go ahead and take everything? Because I haven't had an ounce of alcohol. Absolutely. Uh, there's no, Obviously, uh, if you haven't had any alcohol in you or you've 
really had, let's say, one drink, absolutely take all the tests because obviously the, the penalties for not taking the test can be a, a one-year revocation of, the te- of your license and a, and a fine. So if you uh, haven't had anything to drink, and I've had clients who have gotten pulled over by the police, the police go through all of the uh, field sobriety tests, arrest the person for a DWI, take them back to the station, they blow into the machine, and then they turn out to be legal. So even though the officer's evaluation on the side of the road was that they were intoxicated, the individual gets back to the station, blows into the machine, and blows a .04 or a .03, which is, is not impaired or intoxicated driving. So they let them go. So obviously if you've had nothing to drink or you've had so little to drink that it, it's negligible to do all the tests. So once this gets into uh, you know uh, a charge and then in, into you representing someone and into court, is there really kind of like an atmosphere out there of zero tolerance in the legal system for this 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 crime? Yeah, I think there, I think there is zero tolerance. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people who are of a certain age will remember uh, a time when sometimes the police would pull you over and you know let, make you park your car, call someone to pick you up, and and, and send you on your way and not arrest you. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. It's it really is a zero tolerance. Uh, all the all the law enforcement agencies. Um, you know, arrest people for whatever the reading is, no matter how low, if it's a .08 or .07, or even a .06, uh, you're getting arrested and charged with either impaired or, d- or drunk driving. And nothing comes into play in court. You know, it was a bad day. I just got fired. I'm no, I mean, the, you know, the role whatever. the defense lawyer in court is to look for d- possible defenses uh, to defend someone, uh, whether it's a legal stop or not, or and to also mitigate the damages or, or lessen the damages. Um, we also have you know, what comes into play a lot nowadays is driving while impaired by drugs. A lot of people are taking prescription medication and non-prescription medication uh, and go out and drive. And uh, there are warnings on the labels for a reason. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, they may have been taking a drug for years and all of a sudden they have a bad day with it, a bad interaction. And I've had a number of clients who are on prescription medication and it, uh, they're impaired while they're driving, they get pulled over for uh, driving while impaired by drugs. The other thing is, is uh, with all the opi- opioids uh, around right now, people are uh, driving with uh, narcotics in their system, and uh, it's impaired driving by drugs. The penalties are really almost identical for a DWI. You lose your license, there's a fine. Uh, the only difference is, is that you don't have to install an interlock ignition device in your car. All right, really interesting stuff. I mean, the time is ticking away. We could talk about that forever. Arthur Pressman uh, Law. Arthur Pressman, the attorney, is with us in studio here on Buffalo Means Business. I'm Tim Wenger for uh, Randy Bushover. What is the difference? You know, so often we hear DWI, DWAI, you know, the ability versus uh, DWI. Well, as I was mentioning, is in, in, in New York State, we have drive while intoxicated, which is a criminal offense. It's a misdemeanor. We also have uh, driving under, while impaired by alcohol, which is a non-criminal traffic infraction. It's an alcohol-related infraction. Both involve losing your license for a period of time, but one does not involve a criminal conviction. One does not involve the interlock ignition device. Driving while impaired by alcohol is a .06 or .07 reading. You can be arrested for that. I don't think people realize that it doesn't take a lot of drinking to get to .06. Uh, so um, you have to be careful, obviously, uh, even... Two drinks, uh, a woman who's not heavy, is, is petite, could have two mixed drinks in an hour, and she's more than likely going to be impaired uh, driving, 0.06 or higher. So uh, that those are the differences. Also, we have, as I mentioned, driving while ability impaired by drugs, which is a criminal charge. It is a misdemeanor just like the DWI. 
All right. We focus a lot on DWI. You do traffic violations. You do criminal charges. When your phone rings, for the most part, what's on the other end of the line? What are you, what are you getting? What are the inquiries about? I have a lot of people who are just nervous and scared about, uh, you know, coming into contact with the criminal justice system for the first time, whether it's a DWI or they're arrested for a, a, a regular criminal case or just even a speeding ticket. I, I find that people who just get speeding tickets almost have more fear than the people who are charged with serious crimes. Uh, so uh, I, I usually tell them, one of the things I like to tell them is let me take some of the stress away from you. I've been doing this for over 30 years. Uh, I practice in all the courts in western New York and all the counties. Uh, and I have an excellent relationship with the prosecutors and the judges and law enforcement. And uh, I think I get very good results uh, based on my experience and my relationships with everyone that's involved. So uh, most of the time I'm trying to just uh, allay people's fears and concerns that, you know, we'll get through this and, you know, in a Three or four months from now, this will all be behind them, and uh, they can go forward with their lives. You know, it's like a medical situation. You know, we submit to our, our, you know, our medical professionals to take care of whatever ails us. We need to be willing to do that in the legal system. We need to go to an expert like you and say, I, I like what you said, take the stress away. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of hand-holding, but that's what I'm here for. And, and uh, you know, that's what I, I'm, I'm good at. And uh, as I said, uh, we... Uh, we, we always get good results for people, and we're not afraid to uh, go to trial and litigate the tough cases also. That's one of the things that I, uh, I'm very proud of uh, my firm is that uh, cases that other lawyers may just uh, shirk away from or plead guilty on, we'll try and go to trial on and uh, and get good results. I always like to hear what you have to say. And, uh, you know, life happens, and it's good to know you're there, and uh, you're just a phone call away. Arthur Pressman, thank you so much. Thanks for having me this morning, Tim. Appreciate a- it. Attorney Arthur Pressman, ArthurPressmanLaw.com, uh, if you want to check it out on the web. And if you want to get in touch with uh, Arthur Pressman at any time, DWIs, traffic violations, any sort of criminal law, you can call at uh, area code 716-261-4977, 261-4977. Again, Arthur Pressman, thank you. It's Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 